0: Today is Tuesday, January 24th, 2023. It's day 746 of the J6 political hostage crisis. I'm Mel Holley, and this is your Justice in Jeopardy update. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us today for this episode of Justice in Jeopardy. I'm Mel Holley, and I wanted to start off this episode with uh, some good news because uh you know, we've got to have that hope to keep us going. And every little win is so important. So we found out today that Jeremy Brown has been granted the ability to move into a veterans pod at the Pinellas County Jail. And uh, that, is, that is great news. Uh, let's see how he described it. He says that uh, it's quiet. It's got hot water, uh, microwaves, uh, coffee, no bars. He gets to go outside. He's got access to the outside all day whenever he wants to. Um, He's got a clock, private toilets, and uh, we just wanna make sure that everybody knows that uh, he is so thankful, everybody is, uh, for all of the letters that everybody wrote to the sheriff down there in Pinellas County to uh, make this change happen. So this is great news for Jeremy. And now he'll be in a more comfortable situation where he can really focus on his appeal. The other good news I heard today was uh, a couple of the guys in uh, the DC Gulag reached out to me. I had been um, really pushing for, uh, we have uh, three guys in there who are practicing Catholics and uh, they had not had access to a priest or to receiving communion for uh, the whole time they've been in there. So for you know the past two years. And so we uh, heard today that a catholic deacon came in and celebrated a communion service with them and they were able to receive communion so that is uh that is great news this is a episode with several different clips in it we start off with uh interview of kelly meggs who's in the dc gulag and uh, that'll be the first time that he's on this show and then um we have some clips from the Reawaken tour in nashville that we were uh, at last weekend and that was a fabulous event. I I took uh I had lots of interviews, and I will be including those uh, throughout the next few podcasts. And uh, we also have a little clip in here of um, Mickey and General Flynn. So uh, you guys enjoy the show, and uh, we will see you on the flip side. Well, I'm excited to be talking to Kelly Meggs today because uh, we have not had Kelly on um, Justice in Jeopardy, and so this is very exciting for me. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good considering the circumstances. Let's give our, our, our listeners a little bit of background about you uh, for those who don't know who the wonderful Kelly Meggs is.
1: Well, I'm from Florida. Um, I am a husband, a father, and a grandfather, and... Uh, I have. Uh, I was a member of the Oath Keepers for just under a year when gm 6 happened. Um, I became the leader of the Florida Oath Keepers in late December, and you know the rest is basically district, I guess you could say. Um, I was a kind of a I run car dealership, so I was a general manager for car dealerships. Um, that's what I've done in the last, been a the this last 30 years. So it's pretty much all I've, I've known. So uh 60, 70 hour weeks and then the government obviously came up with some idea that we planned this uh horrible attack on on the uh capital, which is, you know, obviously not true at all. So yeah. they uh basically they took our statements from anything you'd say, like, boy, this Congress is terrible, somebody's gonna do something. You know what I mean? Just yeah. taking a statement like that, which by itself doesn't mean anything. But then the fact that we ended up really getting pushed into the building I can say that. It was more of like a so it was almost like being in a rock concert where that surge comes. Right. And you know, you can't stop there's no way to stop it. So you ended up in the building.
0: And so now they're saying that those statements were the reason we went in the building. Wow. You know, so it's really it, it, it's sad because it gives them an
1: opportunity to charge you with anything. And it's like they said, you know, show me the man, I'll tell you the crime. That's very true, especially in this case. They, they're picking people out and then saying, okay, now let's go backwards and see what they did try to find something. Going back on your social media, going back to your text messages, going back to your email, any little piece of the puzzle they can pick out, they're going to take that and use that against your court. That's yeah. Kind of crazy. I mean, some of the references I made, obviously jokes, they literally brought them into the courtroom to try to hold them against me. I mean, a joke, I don't know if... Uh, used to watch wrestling when i was a kid and there was a a character named hacksaw Jim doug and he had an american flag and he carried a two by four so we were on a phone call and they recorded our call the government did and it's and i said that we were talking about that we can't bring any guns nobody's allowed to bring guns don't bring guns don't bring anything that could be considered illegal uh three inch nine blades maximum um you can't we came from a certain kind of bear spray, you know, like little small maids and containers. Because we were doing security for several events in front of the city. And the reason we would do security is because obviously we know that Antifa had attacked Trump supporters the at all the events prior, so that's why we were asked to go. We literally were... I was called... I received a phone call from Roger Stone. And he asked me to, if I could do security for him because I had done security for him multiple times in Florida. And... He got along pretty good, so he asked me if I could uh, come up and do it. So we filled out the forms, got our Secret Service clearance, and we were up front in the ellipse, you know, inside the the VIP area, uh, 20 rows off the stage. So we had everything. We literally had Secret Service clearance to be there. And they knew what we were doing. They knew we were doing security. Still, they ran this entire story that you know, hey, the reason they were there was this. Well, I made a joke about there were places you can't bring certain things, but you can always bring a board with an American flag on it, like saw Jim Tugging. because they wrestler. They literally took a picture of him and put it in my case that said I was encouraging people to bring the giant boards
0: to January Wow, that's that's unbelievable. It's just it's just a ridiculous. Of everything that they've done,
1: I mean, I think I'm, I'm fortunate in some ways, but I'm very unfortunate. I feel bad for a lot of the people in here that going through everything they're going through because there were events that unfolded that they got caught up in. I didn't get caught up in anything. There was a riot. I walked into it. I stood in front of Officer Harry Dunn for about five minutes so that the crowd could not get to him. He was screaming. He was upset. He said, like, they're, they're hurting us. You, we need help. So he and five others stood in front of them. As soon as his backup came, he walked back out of the building. And when I got to the door leaving, there was a lot of the, the three officers that were on the door were having trouble getting people out. So I jumped in the line next to them and helped them push people out of the building. And not aggressively, but just, you know, hey, let's go, let's go, let's go get people out. Um, and I did that for seven minutes. So of my 19 minutes in the building, 12 of those minutes were assisting police officers. So I thought for sure that they would see my video and go, look, this guy doesn't need to be here. But they used that as an opportunity to take a First Amendment speech, combine it with something that happened, and turn it into some kind of crime, which never happened. And then they said... This is, this is the worst part about it is they these trials, They kind of get to make up what they want. And that's where I feel bad about it. a lot of people that are in this situation. They literally, some of these guys were literally watching women and elderly people get pain-free pain, of them. And when they jump in to try to stop, they're not allowed to use the fact that they witnessed this as any type of defense of they got involved and I yeah. Constantly to Yeah, George Floyd. And if someone in that crowd jumped out and grabbed that officer off of, the boss of George Floyd, if he would have lived, that person would be in jail for assaulting an
2: officer. Yeah,
0: it's I mean, it's it's absolutely it's absolutely disgusting what's going on in these courtrooms and with the prosecution. And uh, you know, and it and it's even worse for uh these defendants who have a public defender because it's it's been very it's been made very obvious that they are they are working uh with the prosecution is working you know with with the doj and 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 with these public defenders and these guys have like one of my my co-defendants had a public defender and as we
2: were going through the video and we would find someone doing something. We'd
1: be like, wait a minute, this person right here is the one that opened the door and So we would point that person out. Well, the next thing you know, that person was arrested, was arrested before, would be arrested, and then released so that we could not call them as a witness in our case. Anybody who had videos of us doing, standing in front of um, Officer Dunn, were immediately arrested and all of their video and everything was confiscated. So wow. it's yeah. just it's just the dirty game that they're playing. I mean fortunately I'm hoping I'm putting a lot of fitting in my judge because I think I have one of the judge that truly sees what's happening. Um his name's a good meta and uh although he's been very difficult as far as getting our motions granted and things like that. I am putting some faith in the fact that I think truly he sees that we didn't do this, and so I think he's going to, to uh, work with us on sentencing, or possibly throw out some charges and things like that, because it's just ridiculous. Yeah, um, am charges, but, but it it does put it it does put every single person in here at a disadvantage, uh, like you said, because take a look at. These attorneys are going for $150,000. So these guys might have to raise $100,000 on a gift or something like that. And then when they're going for sentencing, the court wants the $100,000. Yeah. Even though it's already been spent on an attorney or something because we're trying to get attorneys to help us, not the, you know, the court appointed attorneys that are hurting us.
0: Yeah. We've got judges now ridiculing uh, defendants in the courtroom as they did with, uh, James McGrew, you know, saying that they are, um, you know, that, that they're grifting or, uh, you know, that they shouldn't be going on podcasts or calling into the vigil, uh, and, and that they're just, uh, you know, just doing it for the money when they've had their, their whole lives ruined over this. Yeah. I mean, I was the only person working in my house.
2: So if I if I don't I mean I had to sell an investment property my
1: four hundred and one k is cashed in spent everything and God my son was smart enough to see hey I could do a good and go and get some donations
2: because that kept us alive for the two years right. otherwise I would have lost my house I've
1: lost everything anyway but at least I still
2: have my home and mm-hmm. uh, that's really all I have left is that home. I, I mean it's been it's
1: it's destroyed us and I mean that's just something that. Unfortunately, like, I get it that you don't want you profiting off your crime, but at the same time, survival and keeping your family alive is totally different. Yeah, so, absolutely. Like, to an extent, like, hey, we don't want Charles Manson putting on a movie, but at the same time, you know, we're just average family people for the most part. We have houses
0: and households and wives and children, and we don't want them to be in the streets. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all part of the, the it's a part of the fear tactic as well. I mean, you know, they they want uh they want to set an example so everybody else will be afraid to to speak up and speak out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's true. I mean I've seen it, you know, I've been reading a book lately about Kennedy and one of the things that I noticed in this book is when um the media controls so much. They when Del Castro overthrew the government in Cuba. He was taunted and just he he actually spoke at I believe it was Harvard University's graduation. They were just enamored by this guy. He was the greatest thing sliced bread. He just he's really gonna help their people. Well, they were promoting a you know, a murdering dictator. Um, and they had convinced the American people that this guy was good. Well, obviously we know in the end that the truth finally came out and that's really what we're hoping for. We're hoping that some of the truth that is behind all of these events gets shown because right now the media is controlling the narrative and it's wrong.
0: Yeah well 100 percent and you know in talking to people who have uh, come from countries that were taken over by communism uh, you know that's one of the the major points of advice that they give is you've got to keep speaking truth. You've got to keep speaking loud. And uh that's the only way we've, we've fought it so far here in this own, here in our own country is that, you know, we have been speaking out and, and we've got to keep doing that. And that's the big
1: thing that like, it, and I know that I'm probably going to offend a lot of people when I say this, but the fact that, we actually put faith in our Republican Party is what really came to light to me, that that's just a false hope. These politicians on either side have no interest in truth, justice, or pursuit of American happiness. Their, their, their pursuit is a global initiative, and once they start pushing the global initiative, they start trying to find out how they can benefit great greatest from that. So I think when you're seeing these new green deals and those things like that, I think you're starting to see more and more and more of their involvement in these green companies, these green energy companies. And I think that they've taken their sight off the fact that the American people, um, they've got an answer to us. Yeah. They, have, they have to answer us. We can put them
0: out at any time. Yeah, so, absolutely. Are fixing elections or not? I'm
1: not going to go into the election denier or election I I don't know. You know what I mean? I, you have one minute remaining. But I do know that all of the politicians, Republicans and Democrats, Democrats, I don't necessarily have the people at their foremost thoughts when they're
0: doing these things. No, no, definitely. We're, we're facing a uniparty in this country and we've got very few uh, good conservatives who, uh, you know, are quote in the Republican Party. Uh, but they're they're the only ones that are that are actually fighting for us who who they are, uh <laughs> the people who elected them. Twenty people out of four hundred. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Well Kelly, thank you so much for joining us. Um it was so great talking to you and and I'd love to have you back sometime soon as well to talk about some more Awesome. Well,
1: yeah. thank you so much for your time. Thank, thank you. you just, uh, keep praying for us. Um uh, my wife's trial starts next month so all the prayers we can get
0: for her. You got it, you bet. And and we'll put your uh
3: your Gibson you and go out.
1: Global telling.
3: I am live at the Reawaken Tour in Nashville, Tennessee with my friend Patriot AU. How are you doing? I'm
4: great. I'm excited Welcome. to be here.
3: Well it's so great to to finally meet up with you in person and uh, tell us about why why you came to Reawaken.
4: Well, I wanted to see and hear like, all the different uh, topics that are be- going to be going on today. Um, there's so many things that our, our nation faces. Um, we're, we're just staring down the barrel of a, of a gun, it seems like. And uh, these are people that are, are wanting to like, help, that they provide uh, solutions, um, topics like J6, which you're very passionate about, uh, you know, open borders, uh, you know, fentanyl coming through, um, you know, we've got people uh, dying suddenly, um, so we've got a lot of, um, uh, what do you call it, frontline doctors, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited, I'm excited to hear what they have to say, and I, I think it's going to be... It's going to be interesting.
3: Do you, is there uh, someone who you've been particularly looking forward to hearing speak?
4: Oh, definitely. Gerald Flynn. Uh, Gerald Flynn is the man. Um, also, though, I think Eric Compton's going to be here today.
3: I heard that. Yeah.
4: And yeah. Mike Lindell is going to be here today. Dr. Sherry Tinpenny. Uh, lots of good names. And um, what a time to be here. So, yeah,
3: absolutely. There's, yeah. A, there's a lot of energy. Uh, a lot of energy. and uh, you, of you and energy. I were in the main tent listening to uh pastor greg Locke, and and that was that was quite amazing very powerful i I literally had chills going up my arm i did too and
4: and he's so he's so good at like um getting the crowd motivated and and what better person than to start off with with him absolutely yeah so um, I don't know if you got to see General Flynn because I think you were setting things up, but he led the uh, Star Spangled Banner, and um, that was that gave me chills. Oh, I bet. So, I bet. Um, I'm sorry, I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he is just one of the most genuine people, and and for him to get up and do what he does on a daily basis is so admirable to me. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
3: it really is. Yeah. Um, I mean, we we couldn't be you know asked for a, a better leader for our movement. That's for sure. We've got the best of the best, and yeah. Yeah, we do. and a three star general on top
4: of that. So yeah. he knows um, exactly. You know, with the uh, you've read the book. Yeah, the, the 5G star- I just
3: started to on the on the, on the, on the plane here. Yeah, uh, I got through the, the preface in chapter one and. Uh, Great book, yeah. We need to, we need to go find him and get him to uh, to ne- autograph ne- it for us, you know. We, absolutely.
4: Yeah. I was sure. hoping that um, you know to, maybe you can ask him a couple of things about this book because it's guys, really, it's you need to read it. Yeah. Hundred um, percent. I think it it puts everything into perspective, like what we're going through, yeah. and and it's completely like irregular and. Yes. Um, yes. You know, and we're getting hit on all sides, big pharma, big tech, you know, Hollywood, uh, even our sports.
3: Yeah. Um,
4: and, and, and it's all disinformation. And I think a lot of people are starting to like, pick up on that, too. I think they're yeah. just like, wait a minute, something's not right. You know, they're saying one thing, but I'm seeing another, and we're the other. Yeah. That, that's what our job is here. Yeah. Um, yeah. This yeah. weekend. Yeah.
3: Well, you have been an amazing supporter of all things J6. Um, oh, absolutely! You have been great about sharing uh, uh, my podcast, Justice and Jeopardy, as well as um, Joe Thomas, Payanan's Sing for Freedom, and uh, we so appreciate that because that's how we—that's how we wake everyone up—is just by sharing the truth.
4: Absolutely. Um, well, one of the reasons that I gravitated to that is I was actually there on J6. And as we were approaching, we had no idea what was going on. I mean, you know, I, honestly, I thought it was another speech. You know, it was like, I, we saw, like, platforms and stuff like this. And, and right as we walked up, I turned around and took us out and posted it. So about six months later, I got a visit at Word. By the feds, yeah. and uh, fortunately, I didn't go in. But one of the interesting things is like, look, dude, I, you know, I, I did not go inside the the Capitol. Um, we smelled the rat, and I was telling him about Antifa, and I was telling them about, you know, uh, activists. I guess you could say that were dressed up like MAGA, yeah. and um, I was like, I, I, I did not go into the Capitol. He goes, we know your phone didn't ping inside the building. They
3: actually said that to you?
4: And I was like, oh. Wow. Yeah, and and he told me that my phone pinged all the way back to my hotel. So ping is the the key word here, um, you know, because we've heard that from 2,000 Mules and how they have been
3: pinging, you know,
4: people. So, um But, I I mean, I was there in the crowd. We were singing, like, you know, the Star Spangled Banner. People were hugging each other. Yeah. Um, And, and of course, all of a sudden, you know, tear gas starts coming out, you know. And we could see it. We are like, oh, my gosh, move, move, you know, and, and, and moving out of the way. And so, you know, I was there and witnessed it. I know what other people witnessed. And that's why I've taken such a, like, an interest in J6 because I know these people were just protesting like what we know is a rigged election so um, yeah it's something that I've gravitated to and and, and I love sharing your stories and, and everything that you have so yeah we appreciate your support so much it's going to be an interesting day I'm looking forward to hearing General Flan, of course. So
3: yeah.
4: I hope you get the interview.
3: Yeah. Oh, well, that would be great. He's given me one before, so i, I doubt I would be so lucky again. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I, don't
4: I don't know. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, thank you so much. It's, thank it's, you. It's been, it's been yeah. great, and uh, we're gonna have—we're gonna have a good weekend. We're gonna, have, gonna have a good, good
4: weekend. weekend, and I hope you guys are tuning in. Yeah. Because she's got more to come. Yes, I thank you, dear. The families Ashley were Babbitt, calling Pfizer in a panic. Under right court order, Pfizer to had to release
2: these records.
4: As, as and they were Adrian. released
1: to a public oh, for this uh, review committee, right which moment, I am the right I, I chairman. And she
4: was tragically, tragically murdered and the lawyer for by, the FDA by
1: people in our own damn government Attempted to block the release of that, that information for 55 now, years. telling you that she is... One of those people that that, that is prima facie like, evidence that our FDA as an country, and 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 hold hold it exists is corrupted and that it is currently to. Involved, to. Involved, to. involved in a cover up, Thank a you. cover up and of you. a loss of life after a biopharmaceutical product.
0: That's our episode for today of Justice and Jeopardy. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have subscribed to my channel. And don't forget to share this everywhere. Share this episode with family and friends on text and email, on social media. Get the truth out there. And for those who are afraid because of this situation they're in as J6ers, help give them the courage to come out and speak the truth and let's win this. We will be back tomorrow. I will be sitting in the courtroom in D.C. for some of the Proud Boys trial, and I will report to you guys on that. And you can also remember to tune in every night to our DC Gulag Vigil, which is live streamed. You can find that on our website at a4justice.org. You can find it on YouTube at Americans for Justice. You can also uh, look for Freedom Express Media. And that's another one of our live streamers. So uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow. And remember to always be bold and speak the truth. If you'd like to help us support J6 families as they're released from jails and prisons, please check out the Elijah Fund. You can find that on our website, a4justice.org TEF.
2: Americans for Justice, Inc. is a nonpartisan alliance that vigorously defends the U.S. Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and due process across our great nation, which are pivotal to preserving life, liberty, and freedom for all. Too long we have played defense and are losing on all battlefronts through divided efforts. The root problem of election integrity, medical freedom, political prisoners, southern border crisis, CPS and APS and others is one common thing. A direct assault on the U.S. Constitution and due process. Americans for Justice is a nonprofit organization with local chapters in all 50 states working with lawyers, legal scholars and organizations to actively fight government overreach at all levels. Unite with us in the fight for our J6 political hostages and whatever else due process rights are violated. We ask for your support in this vital mission through a one-time donation or an ongoing membership. Go to the letter A, the number 4, justice.org.